This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 58 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman, and today is a big episode. We have some major news to share with you guys. Some changes are going to be happening within the podcast. We have some exciting stuff on the horizon within the Small Talk family, and we want to fill you in on what's been happening over the past couple weeks. We've kind of had information embargoed for a little bit. We haven't been able to share some stuff, but we are going to share it today. So you're going to want to make sure to listen to the end of the podcast to find out what the hell's been going on. This week's podcast is one of my favorites because it's all about Saruti. And if you don't know why this podcast is going to be all about Steve Saruti, let me refresh your memory. A few weeks ago, Freeze Pops and I attended a small talk podcast meetup. It was here in St. Louis. We went down to the Grove. It was an awesome time. We had some wonderful listeners in town and some local people. They were here in St. Louis. They loved the podcast and they shockingly wanted to hang out with us. I still don't know why, but we love you guys. Anyway, Freeze Pops and I were there with bells on, chatting it up, throwing back some beers. We even went to a second location, hanging out with our peeps. We go to FaceTime the third member of the crew, Steve Cerruti. And what does he do? He big times us. Doesn't pick up, doesn't even respond until later, shoots the text. Oops, my bad. Didn't make it. How rude. How could he do that to us? So as his punishment, if you will, we're going to do an AMA with Steve today and ask me anything. And let me tell you, you guys never disappoint. We put it out on social media, send us questions for Steve, and you guys delivered. These questions are good. Can't wait to get to that. But before we do the AMA, we, of course, have to welcome in the executive producer of The Will Kane Show on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Steve Cerruti. Steve, what's up? How you doing, bud? I'm good. You know, I'm in the middle of a fantasy draft, which I know to some people, like we're recording this at 11, what, 11.20 Eastern, 10.20 your time. So people are like, why are you doing a fantasy draft in the morning on like a Tuesday uh, when we're recording this? So none of my friends can get together and do an actual draft, even though it like takes what, like an hour? Although with us, it takes like a million years because we're just stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Never done it. We have had to make an executive decision to just, we started the draft Monday morning at 9 a.m. Wait, so last Monday? No, no, this, so like yesterday. Oh, so We're recording this on a Tuesday. We started it yesterday. And we have a Google Doc that everyone's in. We're on a huge text chain and we're just making picks as people have time. So literally I'm on, like you could be on the clock in the middle of a work day and people are like texting you with trades. And I don't know whether it's a terrible idea or an awesome idea. Because like there's two parts of it. One, you could, like yesterday, we literally waited eight hours between one pick, which was so annoying. But also, I'm talking to my friends, we're talking strategy, you have like all day essentially to like make trades and do different things. So I feel like it's either the worst thing ever or it's like something that people should actually do going forward because it's kind of fun. I'm kind of into that because I think. Not only does it prolong it, but it ups the anticipation because it you, does. you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, Steve's up next. He He's going to make the pick right now. And then eight hours later, you get notified that you finally made the pick and then you have to <laughs> spring into action. You're tagged in. It's your turn. Yeah. Like we're texting dudes to be like, yo, it's your pick. And then like guys are just in meetings and they're at work and they can't really do anything. And <laughs> like I'm literally draft. I, literally yesterday I had the fifth pick in the first round, the middle of Will's show. I was like, Will, I got like a real gun to my head moment right now. And he's like, whoa, what's happening? And I was like, I explained the situation and I'm like, Zeke is on. Zeke is available. Like Ooh. all the other good players have gone. Like, do I take him at five? So I'm literally talking during our show to Will about my fantasy draft. So I ended up taking Zeke. What's up at five? It could blow up my face. Probably will because I have terrible luck when it comes to this stuff. But- yeah. You know what? If I 
have read the tea leaves correctly on this one, I think Jerry's going to swallow his pride because he wants to win that badly, and I think that it's going to get done. Yeah, I think somebody's going to cave. So that's and I, you know, at five, he could potentially be the best player in the draft. So I was like, screw it, I'm taking him. But I think I was, I think I made a pick. My buddy made a pick right after me, and then we waited literally until like nine o'clock that night for our next friend to make a pick. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it's it's cool. I mean, we are like okay. We obviously have what a week and a half to finish this thing. Maybe even like a week, just over a week. It sounds like now. So we're like, are we actually going to be able to finish this in time? We're currently in the middle of round three. Wow. We're We've, it's been a couple hours since the last pick was made, so like we're, it's it's like you're on the edge of your seat all day long, and I guess it makes the days go by a little bit more interesting. Because and I'm like you're talking trash to your friends in the group chat, like you know, seeing about trades and stuff. Whether and it's like you could literally have unlimited time to make a pick versus when you do a pick with your friends in person, you have like two minutes to make a pick, and it's kind of like you know a streamlined, fast process. So I don't know, like it's it pisses me off sometimes, but it's also like kind of cool to like sit here and have a draft for like a week and a half. Are your friends angry that you had an incredible war room scenario where you had Will Kane as the sounding board for you to be like, should I take Zeke in this moment well, or not? I mean, he's the best okay. guy to talk to, right? It is. It, I didn't really tell them about that, but it's funny because last year I had the first pick in the draft, right? And I was debating between taking Le'Veon Bell and Zeke. And I didn't take Zeke last year because I was so and I, I knew I would be so annoyed with having to root for Zeke because of Will's obviously a Cowboys fan. Right. And I didn't want to put myself through that. So I took Le'Veon Bell first in the draft and obviously he didn't play an entire he didn't play the, the entire season. So Ooh. I felt like I had to follow Will's advice this year and be like because he's the one telling me take Zeke, take Zeke, it'll get done, it'll get done. So I I I felt like last year I went against Will because of this. So this year I was like, you know what, it's karma. I have to go with Will this year. And you know what? If it blows up in my face, then Screw me, I guess. I'll just go screw myself. <laughs> if it blows up in your face, you got a hell of a tradition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, this will be... And you know what's funny about that is if, if Zeke doesn't play this year, this will be the third straight year. I think that my first-round pick didn't play in the entire season. Because two years ago, I had Andrew Luck. I don't think I took him in the first round, actually. I think I might have taken him in the second. We have a two-quarterback league, so quarterbacks are a little more important. I think I took Luck in the second in the second round. He missed the entire season with, that, with the shoulder injury. So I was screwed there. Last year, I picked... Le'Veon Bell, first overall, didn't play the entire season. And I picked Zeke this year, and he could miss the entire season as well. So maybe I just hate myself. Yeah, maybe. I guess it's lucky for you guys you started the draft on Monday and not last Monday with the Andrew Luck news. I know, I know. There were dudes saying there were dudes that were literally like, I saw one thing, I think Barstow posted it, about a guy who picked Luck, and then two minutes later the retirement thing came out. And I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. All I right, saw that great. video, and the look on his face, I don't care about fantasy, as we all know, is very much a cool thing. I thought you are getting into fantasy. Yeah, like, you that's- know, we talked about doing a fantasy small talk league, but we had a group text about it, and... You were like, mm, don't know if I can commit to that. And I was like, mm, don't know if I have interest <laughs> in it. It was so funny. We talked about it on the podcast and I got so many DMs from you guys, the listeners being like, I would love to be a part of the small talk fantasy draft. Please, please make it happen. I want to be in the league. And then a group text goes around with us and you're like, yeah. eh, don't know if I can commit. And I'm like, eh, don't know if I'm really interested in it. So well, the we problem suck. is it takes it takes a lot for me to be into my friend's fantasy group like I, I don't even I don't care that much so I, I can tell you right now I just wouldn't care that much about it I probably wouldn't check my team most of what if we did a survivor league where you had to pick that, once uh, once a week that I'd be more into I would do that I like survivor pools better because it's, it's not taxing on you it's once a week you just set an alarm all right yeah pick your teams boom done yeah boom done okay so maybe we'll do that Survivor League. If you're interested, hit us up on Instagram. We'll figure it out. We'll try to do that. Okay, but speaking of the Andrew Luck thing, you're kind of the perfect person that I want to have this conversation with. How annoying was it to watch that unfold in real time? 
and watch all of these people come out and just absolutely bury Andrew Luck for making a really positive decision about his future and his life. I made this analogy yesterday to to Will. Um, I, I was annoyed the 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 whole both sides of the Andrew Luck thing. I was annoyed about. You were annoyed I, with I, him too. No, well, so let me explain. Okay. I have no issue with what Andrew Luck did. I'm happy for him. If he wants to do that, that's all well and fine. But it's much like, and I don't want, we, we, we don't do politics on this podcast. And I promise this will be a one-time reference and it's not even really political. It's just, it's just like an, you know, a comparison. Mm-hmm. But like in the same way that politics are in this country where everyone just floods to both sides and there's no middle ground. Like it was either Andrew Luck is, a, is trash and he's soft or Andrew Luck is so brave and he's a hero, right? For mm-hmm. doing this. And as always, the truth lies somewhere in the middle of that. Sure. It, Andrew Luck is not soft. He's he's gotten injured a million different times. He's he's had a he's had rotator cuff surgery. He has no idea why his ankle hurts so much now. The guy has given up probably the health for his rest of his for the rest of his life. Now I know he made he's made millions of dollars. So I'm don't I don't want I'm not saying that he didn't you know he's not getting anything out of it. But you know he's he's probably given up the health of the, for the rest of his life for football. But also. Like he's not a hero or a or he's not so brave. Oh my God, he's so brave for making this decision to retire now. It's just it's just a decision that he made, and I respect it. Like let's not make this into anything more than it really is. Okay, I don't understand why we have to we have to you know go to both sides, both extremes of every single situation in society today. And I felt like this was a perfect example of how you know, especially on Twitter. Twitter is the absolute. I, the more I'm on Twitter, I'm just like I like certain things about Twitter, but then I'm like, great. This is every single person with a blue check mark just feels like this is their time to shine. And honestly, it's people without blue check marks, too. But it's like, hey, this is my time to fire off a tweet, you know, to, to really get me trending or whatever or make this go viral. And most of the times they're just terrible tweets. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that was my experience with the whole Andrew Luck thing. And I, you know, I just kind of abstained from really commenting on it at all. But at the end of the day, like I respect his decision. And I think you, I think everyone should respect his decision. You can feel whatever way you want, but you always have to respect the man for saying, hey, listen, I'm not into it anymore, so I'm not going to play. So I don't know. That was my kind of take on it. Yeah. So I agree and disagree with you. Buckle up. We're going to have a Saruti Smallman debate. Um, these are rare. Uh, these are rare. But when they happen, they're good. So I do agree with you. I thought it was very annoying that no one was looking at the gray area. It was either black or white. It was either this is the best thing that anyone's ever done in the history of sports or, wow, what a millennial loser. You put on your hard hat and you go to work every day. My grandpa worked in the steel mill, whatever. Also cool, no one cares what your grandpa did. That does not impact the Andrew Luck decision, okay? Can we leave that out of it? But I will say this. I do think it was really brave of him, and here's why. Look at the reaction that he got when he was walking out of the stadium getting booed. He knew that... Even though this decision was best for him and his health and his mental fortitude and his happiness and his family moving forward, he knew he was going to let a lot of people down, not only outside the building as far as the fans go, but inside the building. This is a really good team. And this organization invested in him and now it finally was supposed to come to fruition and they were supposed to make a real push towards a championship. So that couldn't have been easy for him to know that he was going to let so many people down and the reaction probably wasn't going to be great universally. And I think oftentimes you get peer pressured into doing things that you're not interested in doing because of the expectations that other people set on you. And so I thought it was brave of him to say, you know what, I'm putting myself first and I don't really give shit what anybody else thinks. I'm not saying it wasn't a hard decision. I, I think it was probably a really hard decision. It sounds like it's a decision that he had had been flirting with for a while now, and maybe the Colts were trying to string him along to say, hey, maybe you'll maybe you'll really want to, you know, maybe you'll have second thoughts. Maybe you'll you'll refine your love for the game, right? And it never happened. But 
the only thing he had to lose here was, yeah, the fan. I, I don't blame necessarily the fans for booing. I, I think it's a bad look. But, like, I understand that this is the second time in three years that they'll have probably paid for season tickets for Andrew Luck and won't be able to, to watch Andrew Luck. Now, that's not all his fault. But I just don't find it super brave that a guy who's made $100 million in his career decides that he wants to travel the world. <laughs> like, you know, like, I just don't. I, I have a hard time jumping to that conclusion. Like I said, I respect the decision. I respect Whatever you want to do with your life, you have the right to do with it. And I'm not here. I'm not sitting here judging you if you want to go to Europe and hang out for like a bunch of years and really get back into architecture because he's a big architecture guy. Like I have no issue with that. But that to me just isn't a that's not brave. That is a that's a hard decision that you have to make in life. And a lot of people in life make hard decisions that people don't pay attention to. And I guess you're, you're 100 percent right about that. People also don't face the repercussions of that. Right. Like not a, not a lot of people care about the steel mill worker. They're not going to boo him if he quits his job. But <laughs> I just don't find it brave. That's just not a word I'm willing to use. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, but don't you think it takes some sort of courage to stick to your convictions based on the fact that you know you're going to get negative reception from it from a lot of angles on a very, very public stage? I think it's a hard decision to make, and I think, like I said, I have no issue with him making it, and I'm sure he, he felt terrible letting his teammates down and letting the fans down and but if he didn't love the game anymore, then I, I think it's a respectable decision to just to just say, hey, listen, my heart's not in it. I'm not in this anymore. I have to I have to retire again. I just don't find that I don't find that something to be to be. That's not a brave decision. That's just you coming to to the realization and, and, and realizing that you don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, it is brave, though, Steve, because you're going to let people down and. I mean, okay, let's look at it on a micro level, this podcast, right? It's got to be a tough decision if one day I was like, you know what? I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, but I wouldn't call you brave for Mm, doing that. You really should. It would be very brave. I feel like you just proved my point. That's not a brave decision. It is to walk away from money, advertisers that we have, and fans who email us every week. He's walking away from money, sure. He got to keep the $25 million contract, so so that's flat. And he's made over $100 million in his career. I I don't want to hear about the money thing. But I'm saying we would do that on a small level and I would feel guilty letting people down. Imagine that times a million. I mean, this guy literally had to have it unfold in real time. He had to immediately react to his decision that he hadn't even announced yet. And he went up there and he was so transparent. I, no, okay. And okay, I thought that's he was bullshit. really brave. That's bullshit. That you're, okay, you are 100% right that... It was totally bullshit. Whoever leaked that story to Schefter during the game, and this is I'm not this isn't anything on Schefter. Like Schefter has to report the news when he reports it. But whoever leaked that during the game, that's such a shady thing to do, by the way. Like oh. screw that person. Yeah. Because totally. clearly that totally. that wasn't how it was supposed to go down. Andrew Luck didn't deserve any of that. And he was amazing probably at a press conference after that game that he didn't realize he was even gonna have when that game started. So and he's probably having to tell people on the sideline, coaches, teammates that, hey, yeah, like this news is actually true. I'm retiring. It's kind of awkward. I imagine that's weird. But yeah. again, you have to live with the decisions that you make. I just feel like you can't create your own bravery. Like, I feel like bravery is something you do in the, in, 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 when adversity shows its face to you that you don't have control of. He had control over the situation. He was the one that wanted to retire. He made the decision. He has to live with it. And I'm okay with whatever anyone's, anyone wants to react about it. I mean, as long as you're somewhat respectful towards him. You can disagree with it. You can say, hey, he should have fought it out for his teammates, blah, blah, blah. I disagree with that, but I understand where you're coming from on that. But I, I don't think you can carry out a brave act of something that you did to yourself. Okay, good take. But I also feel like a lot of people listening are going to take your quote on bravery right there and tat it on themselves. <laughs> that literally <laughs> sounded like a Lord of the Rings quote where it's like bravery is what you deal with when this happens, whatever. That was really good, Steve. 
Thanks, I try. You know, I do. I've watched a lot of Lord of the Rings over the years. Excited <laughs> about the new Amazon series too. What's up? Okay, and that's where we transition because you know I have no interest in Lord of the Rings. Okay, so we have a ton of AMA questions for you, Steve. Let's go. For those who need a refresher, Tom and I had a pod meetup with some of our great small talk listeners who came from near and far, loved the podcast, wanted to hang out with us. We told you about it, Steve, about it live on the podcast. And he said, yeah, I can't be there, obviously, physically, but FaceTime me. I'll be coming back from the Cape. Happy to chat with our listeners. That's not exactly how it went down. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I'm paraphrasing, but you know what I mean. I said, if I can, if I'm available, I will take the call. I was unavailable. I was driving. Mm -hmm. Sorry. But this is better anyway, so who cares? Likely story. We FaceTime Steve. He didn't pick up. His punishment is that we're doing an AMA and ask me anything with Steve. (laughs) I don't even find this. This isn't even a punishment to me. I'm excited about this. Okay. Question number one. AMA Uh for Steve. Rank your four best friends. Oh, man. (laughs) I can't be doing that. That's (laughs) okay. Obviously, one of them sent this to you, right? Hey, listen, this is a punishment, my dude. Okay. (laughs) Uh, My four best friends. Let's see. Jake Gyllenhaal, one. (laughs) Um, Ryan Gosling, two. Uh, We'll throw... Drake three and oh, Drake's uh, in the squad. What up? T- and Come Tom on. Hardy four. Boom. No, four best friends this, in order. Th- you have to actually rank your best friends, Steve. This I is- can't possibly rank my best friends. Like this is that is that that isn't Michelle. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know I can't do this. Everyone knows I can't do this. Everyone knows they're favorites, but I, when we can't I can't do this. I can't do this to the guys. Come on. But what if they sent it in? What if I get, because they just, because they are, they want to create anger and hostility in the group. This is what my friend, this is what my friends live for. Literally, they live for putting out the other people in uncomfortable positions like they're doing to me right now. So good job. This was probably Mike. I guarantee you Mike sent this. Um, It was, yeah, good job. Yeah, this is 100% a Mike question. Uh, Mike, you're last. So that's, that. (laughs) I'll say, I'll say Brian, Shane, Jeremy, one, Mike, you're last. That's how I rank them. (laughs) I'm sorry. That is so funny that you knew all of that and it played <laughs> no, out. No, because the, I know Mike well enough. Mike, this is a Mike question. This is either a, Shane would do this too, but Shane, this is my other buddy Shane, but I, I don't think he DM'd <laughs> you, so I can't see him DMing you. Uh, there's no way Brian and Jeremy did that. Okay. So Mike, you're last. All right. Well, there you go. You did answer the question. Mike is last. So let's go to some actual listener questions. So this is from Kevin. Over the last month, who has Saruti talked on the phone with more, Rosillo or his wife, Maddie? Oh, Ryan. Yeah, it's not even close. I don't, I don't, like, first off, I hate talking on the phone. Um, and which is odd because Ryan loves talking on the phone, loves, loves, loves talking on the phone. Whenever he has anything, any sort of information, he will pretty much immediately call me. And he's the only phone call I really pick up, uh, to be honest with you. I, I don't pick up, like, here's the thing though, you sneaky don't need to talk to your wife on the phone a lot, so it's almost an unfair question. Like, I see my wife every day, I don't see, I I obviously don't see Ryan, so like, whenever he calls, like, I'm obviously going to pick up the phone, because we catch up, and we talk about random stuff. If my wife called, that's, that's max a 30 second conversation, every single time. Yeah, it's more informational, Uh, right? Hey, what's for dinner, are you picking up the dogs, whatever. Exactly, exactly. So it's kind of an unfair question, but it's Ryan in a landslide. Ryan in a landslide. I would say this, I talked to Ryan on the phone more than a month, I would say per month, I would talk, I talked to Ryan on the phone more than I talked to everyone else combined. Wow. Easily. I don't talk on the phone. Yeah. You know, what's funny is you and I've had, had some phone conversations recently and I thought to myself, is this the first time Steve and I have ever talked on the phone? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I am just not, I don't like, I don't like the, the irony of this podcast is I hate small talk. I am not good at it. 
uh, like in social situations, I just I, like when I'm hanging out with like, you know, I don't know, not necessarily like my, obviously my friends, because that's not small talk. But like when I'm with my, I don't know, my wife's friends or like my parents' friends or like random people that I like kind of know, like I'm just bad at making small talk because I don't care that much about it. So the irony here is that we are on a podcast called Small Talk and I hate and am bad at small talk. So that's why I don't talk on the phone a lot. So like when somebody calls me, if my mom calls me or my dad calls me, like it's business. Like what do we need to get to? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I want to waste as little time as possible. Like, okay, just get in, get out. Hopefully it's under a minute and that's what I'm going for. But when it's with Ryan, like we're catching up, we're probably gossiping. We're talking about NBA trade rumors. Like it's a bunch of random things and it's certainly ramped up more that I, that he, that he doesn't live in Connecticut anymore. Fair. Totally fair. There's obviously a lot of Rosillo questions in here, so I'm going to try and sprinkle those in. So there was one. This one comes from Charlie. He says, I love Saruti's outlook on life. And then he put in parentheses, (laughs) it's 2019, figure it out. (laughs) Uh, He says, Steve, how are you able to be so critical, skeptical, and pessimistic, yet still come off so likable? I have no idea because I... I always, I often think about this, like, am I too negative? Like, I am a very negative person, but I, I, I don't feel like I'm, unha- I'm unhappy. Like, I'm a happy guy, but mm-hmm. typically I look at the negative side of things whenever I do them. And maybe that's just because I'm skeptical of everything. Like, whenever a story comes out, like, you know, whenever there's like a happy-go-lucky story that we talk about, like, I'm always thinking, okay, there's got to be some sort of bad angle of this. You like, what's the, what's the, what's the real reason behind why this is happening, right? And... I don't know why I, I don't I have no idea because I like I grew up in like, you know, a happy household or whatever. I just look at things in this like weird lens. And I think part of it is I think part of it is that's kind of like how I grew up with my friends, like my friend, as, as I just discussed before, like my friends are all kind of like mean to each other, but that's why we like each other. So maybe that's part of the reason that uh, I am the way that I am. Uh, but I just feel like I, I feel like I'm less negative. I'm more of a realist. Like I just I just want to know what the real reason for for things that happen are, and I don't want to look at the world through rosy colored glasses. Like I always just want to I don't know sort of you know know the real truth behind stuff. So I don't thank you for suggesting that I'm likable. I appreciate that. I, I'm sure all of my friends will disagree with you, uh, but I can't really explain it to you. I guess I you know I don't let those things bother me, but I still am very curious to find out what the real reason behind things are, and they're typically not you know they're typically things that uh, there's there's always an underlying bad meaning behind a lot of things, and that's what I try to find. I don't know. As someone that knows you pretty well and worked with you, I think it comes off as likable because it's oftentimes accurate when you. That's a good point. Thank very you. Very sarcastically that. say it's 2019. Figure it out. You take a step back. At first, you're like, oh, that's harsh. And then you take a step back and you go, but it is 2019. Like, figure it out. He's right. <laughs> you know, I have- just have a no-nonsense approach to life. Right, I don't exactly. I don't like bullshit. I don't like people lying to me. Ugh, I don't like worst. people telling me. Th- I don't like underlying hidden agendas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can like I can handle the truth. Not to, you know, reverse that quote from what I don't even know what movie that is. That's just stupid. This is probably the millennial. Is it a, few, a few good men. A few, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. I can handle the truth. Like I have thick skin. Like I always tell people, like, you don't need to sugarcoat it with me. I tell bosses that. Like, just tell me what it is. If you want me to do something, just do it. And I think that is a very like millennial thing to that people like want nowadays is like, don't play games. Like I don't need to be coddled. Like I just want to know what the deal is all the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I talk about that in relationships too. Like with my wife, like I am not the kind of person in relationships who plays games, right? I just, <laughs> I am very straightforward on things. And I think that's kind of what she likes about me too. So I'm like that in all aspects of life. Uh, so I guess that if you want to be more like me, you just need to, you know, have people shoot you straight all the time. 
I often think it's likable too because it's very refreshing. So many people are passive aggressive or they're shady and you never kind of know where you really stand with them or what their real opinion about something is. You're always trying to decipher and read the tea mm-hmm. leaves, whether it's in, within a relationship, like you were saying, or with work or whatever. And I think when people listen to you and you just very bluntly say what you feel, whether it's going to be well received or not, it's refreshing. People like it. Well, I don't want to, like, listen, I don't, I, I, I'm actually truly uncomfortable talking about myself, which is ironic that we're doing and ask me anything. Right. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I, that I, that I, I, I think I try to live life like is just being real with people, right? I don't, I, I don't want to beat around the bush. I have like legitimately like four really good friends and I don't really want more than that because I, I know them all really well and I know what to expect from them. Like I'm, and I, that's just sort of how I live my life. Um, you know, I have like, I, I have obviously more friends than that, but like four really, really close friends. And like, I like to keep a close circle and I like to just like know people for who they really are. So I don't know, like that's just sort of how I, how I approach life. And that's the way that I look at it. It's really smart. Okay. Next one. Cause we could go on about that forever about your, you should write a, a good book, one. Steve, like your philosophies on life. I think it'd be a bestseller. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I have to, I probably have someone write it for me, but I could, uh, <laughs> I'll give them the ideas. Ghostwriter. Yeah, definitely a ghostwriter. I don't have time for that stuff. I mean, yeah, this is what I'm honest. Like, I know I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't have time. I don't want to write a book. I don't have time to write a book. You know, it's I funny can't be doing that stuff. Is I bet I could easily shoot out a text or an email to the people that know you best and just crowdsource it and be like, okay, give me your best Steveism, and then I would send it to you to proofread, and boom, it's done. Yeah, yeah, it would it would take care of itself. For there sure. you go. The title of it should be "It's 2019. Figure it out." Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. All right. Next question for Steve, and I love this one. What's the most you agreed with Canel and thought Ryan was wrong about? Oh man, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love Danny. You know what's funny? We were talking. Actually, we brought Danny up yesterday. I-, I literally brought Danny up for being correct yesterday. I don't know if Ryan necessarily disagreed with this, but. Remember the war on football? Yes. Okay, that Who was really true. It? That was Danny was a hundred percent, hundred percent spot on about that. For people that don't remember, the war on football was during the whole height of the CTE thing when, like, clearly this Danny's whole thing was, and he was right about it, was that the hysteria and the panic had just outpaced the science behind it. And I still believe that's true, and I think it's proven to be true. And Danny was early, really early on that train on the war on football. Like, there are people in the media that may even be football fans, but most of them are not football fans, who are happy to see the NFL uh, in a bad light or happy to, who, who enjoy watching, like, you know, what's, what's the line? Like some people, it's the Michael Caine, I think from, uh, from, uh, from uh, The Dark Knight when he's like, some people just want to see the world burn. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that just take joy and pleasure in watching the NFL suffer from I'm whether it's them. things off the field, things on the field. Like there are people that want to see the downfall of the NFL. You are one of them. Although I wouldn't say that you're part of the war on football crowd. No, like no, the war no. on football crowd to me is the, you know, the guy who's like, oh, you know, remember, you know, boxing and horse racing used to be the, the you know, the most popular sports in America. Like that's the NFL's future. Like now look at nobody cares about either of those sports. Like you, that, that guy is dumb. If, if that you follow that guy, you should unfollow him immediately because he is giving you terrible information and he is negatively impacting your life. The NFL, I feel like so many people over the course of the last two to three years have plotted or have predicted the demise of the NFL and they've all been super super wrong because Mm -hmm. the popularity is as high as it's ever 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 been and yes there was a blip a couple years ago in the ratings you can that that can be who knows Kaepernick related that can be you know streaming related because nobody has cable anymore who knows but all I know is like last year the ratings were way up 
and for both college and and pro football. And Danny was right about that. Danny was 100% right to call those people out. And he was 100% right to say that it was wrong that the, that football was somehow coming to an end. Now, again, I don't think Ryan was against that. I don't think that was something that Ryan disagreed with him on. But that's one of the things that I, to this day, I remember Danny being right about, and I give him a ton of credit for. So is there anything, any of Ryan's takes that you really disagreed on? Uh, Alex Smith, for sure. I think I think that's something that Ryan and I have always disagreed on. I just think Alex Smith is a way better quarterback than he does. Um, he also, I... One a thing that Ryan, I don't know, again, a lot of things I don't know if Danny necessarily agreed with or disagreed with, but another thing that I disagree with Ryan a lot on is Doc Rivers as a coach. Um, I, I've kind of always thought Doc Rivers was a little bit overrated as a coach, where he definitely does not think Doc Rivers is overrated. Um, you know, recent, I think in those early Clippers years, Doc proved me right. Maybe re- more recently, Doc is proving me wrong, but I still feel pretty pretty secure in that. Although I'm not, this isn't an anti-Doc thing either. Like, I think Doc's a good coach. I think in the media, though, he was a little bit overrated. And that's something Ryan and I disagreed with all the time. Okay. That's a good one. That's actually a really hard question. I think because, you know, what's funny is like most people think that I just agree with Ryan on everything. And Ryan and I do have similar outlooks on life, but we have, we, I, I, I disagree with Ryan on a lot of stuff. Mm. Especially internet related. Although, you know what? Come I on. just, that's not true. Like so we, we have, we have. I guess we have the same sense of humor in a way. Yeah, you guys are uh, so similar. But you, even if you disagree on something, you will give him your take and he'll receive it and then be like, oh, yeah, okay. And then you, you guys just have a healthy conversation about things. It's not like you really disagree. Yeah, oh, we very much disagree on Drake in the uh, uh, at Raptors games. I thought it was cool and awesome. Not cool, but like I understood it and I had no problem with it. Ryan thought it was like the lamest thing ever, which is fine. Um, okay, speaking of Rosillo. Because honestly, everybody wants to know about your relationship with Ryan. They're very intrigued by it. If starting tomorrow, Steve, you could never see or speak to one of the following ever again, who would you choose? Maddie, Rosillo, or Mumford? Holy shit. (laughs) This is the hardest question. This is is a worse question than rank my (laughs) friends. Uh, if I could, oh, if I could never talk to one of them again, or see talk or see one of them again. Holy shit! I love my dog and I love my wife and I love Ryan, but God, I mean, throwing Mumford in there is like really unnecessarily cruel <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I because love you, that dog. But this is why our listeners know you so well because they knew if they threw me in there. Or will in there, or someone else. As much as you love us, we would for sure be the pick. Like they had to throw people in there that you would love a lot, I feel but in like, different ways. Man, I feel like I need to be honest with the people and not give them a cop out answer. Yeah, this was from Brent, by the way. Great question, Brent. If I can, so I never talk to or see this dog again, or or this person again. Person and, or but, dog, but, yeah. But they're fine. Like, they just go on living their life. Yeah, yeah. They go away, and they're thriving. You just have an invisible Holy wall shit. there. It's not, it's not my wife. It's not my wife, first off. Let's Ugh, say that. Great answer. Um, the, 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 the debate would be between my dog, Mumford, and Ryan. Do you know what it is, Steve? It's like we're taking it to Game of Thrones. They have to go live beyond the wall. But they're thriving, like Jon Snow would be. You know, with the wildlings, but you just can't see them. You can't talk to them anymore. It's literally like I'm banishing either Mumford or Ryan. You're banishing to the wall. them. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good and hard question. Uh, I would be fuck, man. I can't wait to hear who you pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have to be 
my dog. I would have to because I as long as my, as long as my dog's okay, like if he's hanging out at the wall and he's able to just chill outside and and do his thing and be part of the night's watch or whatever, <laughs> hypothetically in this scenario, uh, it would probably be my dog Mumford. And I'm that you don't even understand how difficult that is to say. So, I cannot believe you picked Mumford. <laughs> I thought for sure you're picking Rosillo. It was close. Oh man, I and I honestly I'm still kind of going back and forth on it. Like I love Ryan. I love talking to Ryan. I love these things. But like Ryan and I have like this relationship where it's it's funny. Like obviously he's going to the ringer, and I'll certainly be talking to Ryan way less than I do now. I talk to him every week, especially like during the show, and then you know we'll t- I'm I'm sure we'll text and call still, but it's going to be way less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I am interested to see like what that's going to be like because it will be very weird. Uh, but I, I would, I think I would really miss just talking to Ryan at all and getting his advice and just talking to him about random things. Uh, so I'll, I'll say that for now, but I have the right to change that in the future. Damn. This isn't a final answer, but it's kind of for now. You know what this is like? This is literally when John and Ghost had that terrible goodbye. And you remember that? When he didn't yeah. even like say goodbye to oh Ghost. Oh my God. Because I can't even imagine my life without my dog, though. I love that dog so much. That's, well, you just is, banished him to a, the wall. You just, this is a you just imagined a it. Yeah, this is a bummer of a question. So, yikes. But first and foremost, it's not my wife, so we'll have to start there. You know, I will say this. You certainly earned points with her by saying, first and foremost, it's not her, but I'm sure you lost a few by banishing your dog to the wall. I know. She's going to be really mad at me. Uh, she, I mean, she she might leave me. She might pick the dog over me, so that might be a bad decision. I mean, that could be a terrible choice. Yeah, you're you're banished to the wall, and Rosillo, Mumford, and Maddie are chilling at Winterfell. <laughs> yep. Yep, this is, uh, I lost this equation. That's a bummer for me. Wow, I am like reeling from that. I am shook. I am, you're shook. I'm the one, I'm shook. That was a, that was a terrible thing to have to do, to, to, to think about never seeing my dog again. And I have two dogs now, for those of you that don't know. And it's funny because I, so, so Mumford is the first dog we had. We got him when he was a puppy. He's like three years old now. He's a mutt, but he's probably some sort of short-haired collie mix. I am obsessed with that dog. I don't know if I'll ever love anything as much as I love that dog. Yeah, can't but, confirm. All right. One of the most daunting tasks of planning any kind of get together is the bar. We've all done it. You go to the store, you just start piling things into your cart, beer, wine, booze, whatever you can find. You're literally guessing at what and how much to get. So wouldn't it be nice if you could just pick up the phone and call someone, have them take care of it for you. And that's exactly what Liquid Spirits new DIY service does. St. Louis's premier beverage catering service now offers DIY packages. So not only will they take your guest count and create a great supply of your favorite beverages, they can even deliver it to you and it's chilled. How about that? They're going to literally take care of everything for you. So your party's going to be awesome. You're going to look great and pull together and you didn't have to do anything. Minimal effort. So the next time you're planning an event, give the professionals at Liquid Spirits a call. 314-347-7297 or just visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL. But so we just got this other dog uh, who is like a they said he's five years old. We have no idea how old he is. He's basically like a wiener dog. He's a dachshund, but he's like a dachshund mix. And he's hilarious, and I love him, but I will never love that dog as much as I love Mumford. So I always think about, like, is this, like, what you have, like, when you have kids, right? Like, I'll never love my first kid as much as I love my second kid. Like, is that a real thing? I think And that's, like, is. gone through my mind. Like, oh, my God. Like, what, you know, if I potentially have two kids one day. Like, am I just always going to love the first kid way more than I love the second kid? Or like, because everybody plays favorites. Everybody knows that. Come on, like this yeah, is like this is this is again like it's twenty nineteen. Like you know, come on, yeah, figure and, it out. And like, this is a, this is the truth. In Saruti's book of life, there's a favorite kid. We all know it. There's always a favorite, and I'm not afraid to like admit that. And I, because for example, like I am probably my mom's favorite, but I don't think I'm my dad's favorite. 
if that makes sense. Really? Right? Wow. Yeah. Who's your dad's favorite? Uh, I don't know. It's probably Jocelyn, my sister, my youngest sister. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm not even my mom's favorite. My dog is my mom. Uh, uh, my family's dog, Dustin, is definitely my dog. My mom's favorite, for sure. I've seen Post about him on Facebook all the time. Yeah. So you know what? It's clear. There's there's clear favorites. If you don't, like, if you're in a if you're in a family and you're one of the kids, whatever, know that your parents have favorites. Okay. Well, we did get this question legitimately. Who's your favorite sister? Oh my god. I I can't be. I lo- you know what I I love my sisters for two very different reasons. Jocelyn and I are. Jocelyn's my youngest sister. She is what she was. I always bad with math. Like I know the year she was born, but I don't know how, actually how old she is. Um. <laughs> I would say Jocelyn is more is 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 very much like me. She's like she's no nonsense. I think she has the same sense of humor as I do. Her personality is the same. I think she even oddly enough, like we probably look the most alike. Rachel, I love Rachel, who is my middle sister, because she is like the total wild card all the time, and she's like funny, but not unintentionally funny. Um, she lives in New York. She's she's going to Fordham right now for uh, uh for grad school. Like she's going to be uber successful. Both of my sisters are going to be uber successful, but Rachel is like a classic middle child where like she, she was the one that went to Africa for a year and just decided to like, Hey, I'm going to do the Peace Corps and live literally like in the middle of Uganda for like three straight years. And I'm like, that's insane. But that's why we love Rachel. Mm-hmm. So I love them for two, for very different reasons. So I, I mean, I obviously am not going to sit here and tell you which one's my favorite. Um, but do you have I, a favorite? Ah. <laughs> It depends on like it depends. I, 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 I feel like it changes, right? Like it depends like on what the scenario is. Like there are, there are times when like I where it's like awesome when Jocelyn's like around, or there are times when it's awesome when like Rachel's around. It just depends on what the deal is. Like if you're going out, like Rachel is probably the most fun to one to be around because she's like in I don't know young party face still, and she lives in New York City and is awesome. Like Jocelyn is like joke funny. Like she's genuinely funny. So I I say I'll have I have favorites. There's favoritism for different parts of their personalities. I'll say that. Okay, next one. What up, Saruti? I'm growing my hair out for locks of love. As a former yes. man bun guy, is that style still in or is it a no-go? So he's, he's, his hair is short right now, but he's growing it out for locks of love. That's okay. what I'm assuming, yes. Um, I, there are times when I miss my bun, but I don't think it's really in style anymore. I feel like you see if, I feel if, if you see a guy with a bun now, you're like, hey, that was kind of like two, three, four years ago. Would you disagree with that? No, style's always evolving. But I will say this. I did see a guy over the weekend with a man bun, and he was really hot. No, I think they still look good, but I also go, ah, uh, you know, I think he kind of missed the boat on that. Now, there are also just dudes who who just rock man bun no matter what, whether it's in fashion or out of fashion. Like, there are dudes riding motorcycles that have had ponytails for, like, you know, a couple decades now. Those yeah. guys don't care about fashion. They just like their ponytail. Or so, braids down their back. Yeah, so who am I to tell you what you want, what you should do and what you shouldn't do? I think it's a obviously a noble cause to grow your hair out. I would, I would encourage every male to grow their hair out at some point in their life. It's very liberating. It was a great feeling. I enjoyed having long hair for a long time. It's actually not as hard to manage as you would think it would be. Honestly, I probably spend more time on my hair. I spent more time when my hair was like at a medium length trying to do it than I did when it was long because I would just throw it up in a bun every day after I showered. Like it's not that difficult. So I would encourage all dudes to at one point in your life grow your hair out probably when you're younger more than when you're older because people are going to think that you're weird if you're like a 40-year-old dude and you have a bun. But um, I don't know how old this guy is either, but I would say do it. Just be, just do it for the story. And it, honestly, like I, this is this is my thing on hair, right? And uh, my wife Maddie kind of like gets annoyed with me, like because I wanted to just buzz my head for a long time, and she's like, "Don't buzz your hair; it's going to look terrible." I'm like, "Listen, like I'm fortunate enough; it's going to grow back. Like I, I don't, I'm not losing my hair, so it's going to grow back." And the same thing, like if you don't like your hair when it's long, just cut it off. 
Who cares? It's not the end of the world. Like it's it's things happen. Again, 2019, figure it out. Like this stuff happens, and you should experience. I'm I am very pro experimenting with your hair, so I'm all for this guy doing whatever he wants. I just don't think it's super in fashion right now. I would throw this in there. You don't know how long that opportunity to grow your hair out might exist. Your also hair, a great point. You could be losing your hair in five years, buddy. So you might as well take this opportunity while you have it, right? Also a great point. I would totally agree with that. And like I said, my, my, my family has good hair on both sides. So I kind of know that I'll be able to be flexible for my entire life. If you feel like you're going to lose it and this is your last time to grow it out, then by all means, you should 100% grow it out. Yeah, YOLO. Uh, quick follow up on the hair from me, Steve. Personal question for the AMA. The last day that you had your long hair before you mm. cut it off when you had your man bun, you wore it down in the studio. Yep. We made a big deal about it on TV because people wanted to know how long it was for a really long time. And you finally let the locks free during commercial break. Pretty much every commercial break. I asked you, Steve, can we braid your hair? And you said no, firm no, hard no. Now that your hair is shorter, do you regret not letting us braid your hair? So... When I was cutting my, yes, I do regret it. When I, I was it. cutting, I uh, yeah, when I was cutting my hair uh, that that day, that last day, like the the trend was sort of potentially going towards the man braid, and I know the man braid had like a very short life, mm-hmm. cir- like mm-hmm. life circle kind of deal. Um, I, it might have been like a month; it wasn't even that long, and that was kind of what I was thinking I was going to do. But I didn't want it to be braided on TV. That's pretty much why I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I didn't want my hair to be braided while we were like in the studio. I wouldn't have been opposed to braiding it, though, but I feel like that, again, that was like a very short-lived fad. <laughs> okay, moving on. Steve, who are you and your wife's celebrity hall passes? <sighs> well, ma- who's Maddie's celebrity hall pass? Uh, you might know this more than I would. I don't even know. I think it's... Uh, a- okay, go ahead. No, go ahead, because I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think off the top of my head who hers would be. After speaking to both of you, I think it both... The answer might be Jake Gyllenhaal for well, both of you. Well, <laughs> that is a good call. I mean, I, well, Gyllenhaal is more of a friend, but <laughs> yeah, but yes, we both find him very attractive. I mean, Gyllenhaal's a good looking dude. What can I say? I mean, he's got a great, he's got great hair. He's got a great beard. He's obviously a great looking guy. He's a great actor. Like, what's there not to like? What's up? Um, so, but would that be hers? Uh, yeah. And honestly, like, whatever. Yeah. Gyllenhaal, like, fired into Maddie's DMs. Like, I wouldn't even be mad about it. I'd be like, you know what? Nice. That's you'd, pretty awesome. You'd be like, can I get a beer and hang with him? <laughs> yeah, like, can done? I hang with you after? <laughs> I don't actually, I have no idea how I'd react to that situation. I feel like if Joan Hall is sliding into your wife's DMs, like that is somewhat of a compliment to you to be like, okay, well, that's Joan Hall. What's up? <laughs> um, uh, there's got to be somebody else. Like I'm, I should, te- I'm going to text Maddie right now and ask her this question because there are probably better answers that she can give that I won't give. But what's yours? M- Who's your mine? celebrity hall? Can I guess? Yeah. Oh, I would love you to guess. Okay. I feel like I should know this. Oh, is it Michelle Pfeiffer? So I've always had, how do you know this? Because did I tell I you this will never or did Maddie forget, tell you this? You told me that you have a thing for Michelle Pfeiffer yeah, and I was floored I've, by it of all people. I have always thought Michelle Pfeiffer is super attractive. Like I just think she, like even as an older woman, she is very, very attractive. So yes, she would be up there. Recently, I've been, I'm, uh, Lily Collins I would throw up there for sure. Would be uh would hmm. probably be one of mine. Uh, I've always been Emma Watson would probably be up there. Yeah, that was my second pick. Emma Watson. Emma Watson would definitely be up there. Uh, I was also gonna say Kate Beckinsale for you. I so up until recently, yes, Pete but Davidson. I do not like her. First off, yeah, first off, anybody who dates Pete Davidson, like I just I don't understand, and you're I, I feel like I'm immediately writing you off in my book. But also, like, she's kind of a weird follow on Instagram, and it's turned me off a little bit. So that's all I'll say about that. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Anyone else you'd like to throw in the mix? Hall Maddie pass? just immediately responded with Jake Gyllenhaal. So, yep, good call there. Uh, and she said he's both of ours. So, she, yes, this yeah. is why we're married. Yep. Of course. Okay, next one for Saruti. If you were stuck in a cabin in Maine with an NFL quarterback, who would it be? Oh, okay. Does it have to be a current quarterback? Because it's Jay Cutler. <laughs> oh, 100%. great answer. I am obsessed with Jay Cutler. I hope that, I hope all of his friends, I hope Kristen's there. I hope the friends are there. Chewy, what's up? Like, I would want (laughs) to hang out with that crew. Uh, As long as Shannon's not there, we we can't, well, she's off the show now. She's off the show. But uh, it would be Jay Cutler because I just, Jay, I feel like has a similar attitude to me in that he just doesn't really, I don't know, like he just doesn't have time for shit, you know? (laughs) And I don't have time for shit either. So I think we would somewhat get along in that way because we would just have like a mutual, like understanding of like how to like approach life. Um, he also seems like a fun guy to be around unless what is, uh, unless he's, so Maddie actually, I don't know if anybody watches the show. Michelle, you watch the show, obviously, right? I haven't watched Maddie, season two, only season Maddie, one. Th- Matt, you know how they used to call him Lay Miz? Yes. Maddie literally calls me Lay Miz. Like Ooh. that is what she, which is actually incredibly accurate. Um, cause Jay has these things where he'll like get into these like weird moody like things where he'll just like be annoying and like, he'll like, you won't want to be around him. Uh, and that's very much like me. I'm a moody person. I told I'm 100% moody, and I and Lamez is a great nickname for me. So I think Jay and I would actually get along really well. The other one that I've sort of I feel like I have to say because I said this on Will Show a lot uh, is um, is Josh Rosen. Wow. Now Josh Rosen, I, I he kind of has like the douchey thing going on, and I don't think I'm douchey at all. Uh, but I do kind of respect the hot tub. In, I, I first first things first, I respect that he asks why and he is a true millennial in that sense of like if, if a coach tells him like hey run to this wall 10 times like don't ask me why like he's gonna be like no that's stupid like why would I do that and I respect that about him and that was one of the things in the draft that kind of people didn't like about him like oh does he love football because he like he asks questions and he has a brain and he like doesn't just want to like again run into a wall repeatedly until a coach tells him to stop so I I think Josh Rosen is a guy that I want to hang out with plus like again the hot tub in the the hot tub in the dorm room is like a is like a baller ass move that you just totally. have to respect at UCLA. And I think he is, I think he's, he's one of those guys that might be too smart for his own good in a way, but I would want to hang out with him just to see what it was like. A couple observations. First of all, Jay Cutler, great pick because as we've seen on the show, he can also live off the land. Here's a guy who knows how to farm, 100%, right? Right? 100%. He's going to be able to help you out, get some firewood going. Yep, he's going to be effective in the cabin. Number two, Rosen, I feel like you guys by fireside may have some interesting conversations, but I think you may tire of him quickly. I agree. Because yep. you'll be like, hey, we need to go fishing today. If he's like, mm, why? Right? If he's constantly questioning you and he has to get stuff done, you are going to get annoyed quickly. Maddie and I, because I was texting with her last night, to kind of run some of these by her. We both thought you'd pick Baker Mayfield. Baker would be close. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like, I'm not cocky like Baker though. So that's not, that's not something that I have in my repertoire, if you say, so to speak. Like I, I, he, he is just in your face who he is and, you know, isn't afraid to talk smack to other people to their face, blah, blah. That's not really like me. I think he'd be fun to go out with, but I wonder if I'd get annoyed with him very quickly too. Cause I'd be like, all right, dude, like we get it. Like you're a macho man, figure it out. Like, you really have to have a Fu Manchu mustache all the time. Like, we get it. You like you like yourself a lot. People are going to want me to ask this follow-up question. You huge Niners guy. No Jimmy G, huh? Uh, I don't want to hang out with porn stars. So, no. <laughs> yeah, that was still so <laughs> confusing, that one. I don't understand that at all. I don't get it uh, either. Because he's a good-looking dude. Oh, my God. He's, and he's a 10. 
I have. I He's just don't. So I don't understand why that was the move for him. So that no, I don't want to hang out with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I would actually want to hang out with Brady just to be obviously for obvious reasons, just to like think be what it was like. But I also like know that it wouldn't it wouldn't be cool because I'm I'm not gonna be. I, first off, I think the TB12 method is the Ponzi scheme. Essentially, I think it's fake. I don't think it's real. Whoa, hot like, take. Why, yeah, like I just it's 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 a joke. Like I think he. I think there are some things that he does that obviously helps his body and whatnot. But I don't think like the TB12 method is some way to like you know to prolong your career or prolong your athletic ability. Like what about Drew Brees? Drew Brees is like 40 years old and he's just as good as Tom Brady and he's not selling some TB12 method BS. It's all about flexibility, dude. Pats fans are going to get pissed at me, but whatever. I don't really care. Plyometrics. Okay, moving on, because I know we're going to be short on time here and we have an announcement to make at the end. What is Steve's starting lineup for an all-time Orlando Magic team? This comes from Brock. That's a great question. Uh, Top of my head, it's obviously Penny at the point. I'd probably go... Uh, you know, I'm going to go positionless basketball here. Penny, T-Mac, uh, Shaq uh, would would be the three immediately that come to mind. There's going to be a lot of people who are clamoring for Nick Anderson. Uh, let me think about it a little bit longer because I don't know if I'm going to put Nick in there. Uh, you know who two underrated guys, Rashard Lewis and Hidu Turkoglu, I'd probably only pick one. I'm going to probably throw in Rashard Lewis at the four because I feel like he'd be an amazing stretch four in today's NBA. Um, and then that leaves one more spot. So I guess T Mac could technically play the two or the three. Am I forgetting anybody? Uh, hold on. No Dwight Howard, huh? My head. No, Dwight would absolutely <laughs> not be in there uh, now. Because because for for a bunch of reasons. I mean, not because I'm bitter, but also because like he's not going to replace Shaq, and I'm not playing two centers. So logistics. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So I'll probably throw. Man, that's interesting. I'd probably throw. I'd probably throw Nick Anderson in there. So I'd go I'd go Penny, Nick Anderson, T Mac, uh, Richard Lewis, and Shaq. That would be my five. Okay, so final question for you, Steve, and this is actually a very interesting one because it kind of ties into our big podcast announcement. We can tee it up. So this is from Kay Newman. I don't know if it's Kevin, Kyle. What's up, Kay Newman? He wants to know, would Steve ever leave ESPN Radio for any ESPN FC content, maybe an FC on-air role? Steve, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, the two things that I would love to do, that my, I always kind of say this, it's funny, like, if I didn't work at ESPN, I always wondered, like, what, how, what my sports consumption would be like. And I've told people this in the past. Like, I think if I didn't work here, I would basically watch soccer and NBA basketball. Like that's probably, I'm not like a, I'm not like a football nut. Like I watch football because it's part of my job. And like, you know, it's not like I don't like football because I play fantasy with my friends and we bet and whatever. And we have things there, but I'm like not super invested in it the way I am with soccer and and basketball. So I would, I I guess the dream would be, yeah, like either, you know, hosting an NBA or uh, hosting a a soccer show. So of course I would, I would a hundred percent do that. I mean, it'd be sad to leave, you know, ESPN Radio and, and, the, and the setup here and Will and all the people that I that I like. But that would, I guess that would be the dream. And I guess that ties into our big announcement is that there's a lot of changes afoot for Tom, Steve, and I. Basically, we can't fully announce everything that's happening, but we are all going to be shifting roles in our other professional lives. And... So we, you won't be hearing the three of us together anymore. This is not the last time you're going to hear from Steve. He will be around, but just not weekly because he is going to be on to new endeavors. Steve's a rocket ship, okay? He's shooting into the night sky. So, Steve, please reveal what you can. Uh, a rocket ship, I mean, it's like directionless. Like, um, we're trying to find a direction, but um, 
I I am uh, leaving ESPN Radio. Whoa, bombshell. Um, Whoa, bomb. yeah, Small I'm, and bomb. I'm leaving ESPN Radio. This has, I mean, it's 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 a it's it's for an opportunity that I felt like I couldn't pass up, and you know, it's a very bittersweet thing because I've spent what eight and a half years at ESPN Radio. I've worked with some on some incredible shows with some incredible people, and it's honestly, I, I've I've been able to work with people like Ryan and Will, and obviously you, Michelle, and created like these long lasting friendships with people. So. It's uh, it's a it's a very bittersweet thing because uh, they've given me a lot here, and I appreciate everything that they've that that the company and the, specifically the department and the people that work there have done for me. Uh, and I, I have a kind of a new chapter and a new opportunity that was uh, put in front of me, and I'm I've decided to do it. I can't give a ton of details right now, but um, check my Twitter hopefully in the future, and I'll be able to give a little bit more information. Uh, my last day is Friday, uh, so I don't know where, where exactly where they're posting this, but basically the end of this week and I will be you'll see me I promise I won't be gone for very long but you'll see me somewhere else uh, very soon so like I said stay tuned um you know I I don't know exactly what the future of this podcast will be I like Michelle said this won't be my last time on it obviously we you know we'll, we'll, we'll figure some stuff out you know going forward but uh two of the most fun things that I've done or actually say three of the most fun things that I've done in the last eight years as I've gotten into the radio audio business have been working with Ryan, working with Will and doing this podcast. And, um, they've sort of set me up for, for what this next step is. So I'm excited. And Michelle, thank you for sort of allowing us to do this and giving us this sort of platform in this weird place that people somehow actually like hearing us talk about random stuff. Um, like I've heard people say that this podcast is the, what is like the Seinfeld of, <laughs> of podcasts where like, we don't really actually talk about anything. It's just, it's a podcast about nothing. We yeah, just kind of shoot the shit. And I, and I, I really appreciate people like actually listening and caring about what we think and, we truly appreciate you guys. So I hope to be able to announce what I'm doing soon. And um, I hope you guys check it out. Well, it's bittersweet for me, obviously, because I love doing this podcast. And from a selfish standpoint, it's a chance for me to talk to you every week. You know? I know. I, <laughs> you know I, what I mean? That's 100% true because I'm notoriously a terrible um, a person at keeping in touch with. And this has nothing to do with like who people are as people. Like I just am bad at it. Like I'm I, for my entire life. Like this is probably why I have four friends. Cause we're all in a group chat. And we just text each other and play video games together. Um, but like it has allowed me Michelle to like, obviously like our friendship is something that I hope we have for the rest of our lives. But it, this allows sort of us to talk on a daily, on a weekly basis that yeah. I don't know that if we necessarily would, um, and we certainly, I mean, as you, as we know, my phone conversations are terrible and I don't like talking on the phone. So we probably definitely wouldn't have these conversations normally. And the podcast has sort of given us an excuse to just like, I don't know, talk about life and shoot the shit and catch up and, you know, I, I like enjoy each other's company. So I've, I've, uh, I I'll, I'll miss it. But like I said, it's, it's, it's hopefully not, it's, it's slightly changing, but, um, like I said, I'll still be around. It's not goodbye. It's chat with you later. And yes. I am so pumped for you in this next chapter. It's so well-deserved. You're going to crush it. I cannot wait for you to announce it because people are going to be so, so fired up. And we'll be sure to keep everyone in the loop. You know, we'll make a comment about it here as well. But like Steve said, follow him on all his social channels. Steve, give your handle. Uh, what am I? At SJ Cerruti on Twitter. I'm trying to get the Cerruti handle, but it's hard to get. Uh, oh, I know random, somebody that can help you because she got random, me M Smallman. Jen, yeah, if you're listening, yeah, we're coming no, to she, you. No, she's no, she's already emailed me. Trust me, she's helping yes, me out. But yes. some like random egg has it who hasn't tweeted ever and oh. opened his account in like 2009. You're like, cool, dude. All right. So I'm trying to get Saruti, but right now it's S J Saruti. Last name is C E R U T I. I know most people think I'm Saruti, not the knight. Uh, no, I'm not Sir Ellen John. I am just Saruti. Uh, and what am I, I don't even remember what is my Instagram. I think it's, I think Steve it's just Saruti, right? I think it's just at Steve underscore Saruti. So you'll find it. 
Check it out. I hope to I hope to release it as soon as possible. Yes. Fingers crossed that it's sooner rather than later because I'm sure people want to know. But to your point about people liking this podcast, I ran a half marathon in Cleveland last weekend and I get a DM on Instagram from this guy. Shout out to him. He says, I'm pretty sure my wife and I were sitting next to you and your dad at the Greenhouse Tavern this morning when I'm having brunch and I was like what and then I said no way small world and he writes back I almost dropped a good night Boston in when you got up to walk inside and I thought to myself I'm in Cleveland Ohio I know I don't know one person in Cleveland Ohio and this person listened to our podcast in Cleveland and knew good night Boston I'm glad that that person didn't say goodnight, Boston, but I appreciate that the thought was there, you know? <laughs> Why are you glad he didn't say goodnight, Boston? That would have been cool. It's the worst closeout of all time. I Good know. night, Boston. Now that we're dismantling. But, I mean, it sounds like, one. to copy Levichar, it sounds like he gets the show, so that's good. Oh, my God, he does get the show. Well, Steve, hasta la vista for now. That was lame. Can you believe I just said that? Hasta that la was, vista. That was oh my really God, that bad. Was the worst thing that I could do, but I'm verklempt. I'm sad that this is ending, so I didn't know I how know. to say it. It's just, you know, it's word vomit. That's what just happened. Wow. I, you're, you're better than that, Michelle. But you know what? I'm just going to chalk it up to, you know, we just, we, you're, we're going we're gonna to miss doing this. We're going to miss doing this consistently as we are now. And I, 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 I truly, I, I can't thank you enough for, for like all the things that you've done to sort of put this together and, and let us be a part of it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we've held up our end of the bargain. Great holiday parties. There's only two ingredients that you really need. A well-decorated tree and a great bar. So let St. Louis's premier beverage catering service help. Liquid Spirits can bring everything you need for a great bar right to your office, home, or venue. And the best part, you get to let their bartenders cut off that guest who's a little sloppy. They may have been celebrating a little too much, a little overserved. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be the bad guy. So let Liquid Spirits do it for you. If you mention us, mention Small Talk, you can get a free package upgrade. I mean, how about that? Those holiday parties, they always creep up on you. So give Liquid Spirits it's a call. Get ahead of the game. You can call them at 314-347-7297. Start planning that epic holiday party now. You can also check them out online, Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL or follow them on Twitter at Spirits Liquid. Oh my God. I'm not just saying this. I'm getting emo as I'm recording the end of this podcast. I'm pulling a Drake. I'm all in my feelings because I think it just hit me that I'm not going to be doing the pod with Steve Weekly anymore. And that really bums me out because, as you can tell by listening to this, we've become really, really good friends. When I left ESPN, that was one of the things that I knew I'd miss the most is just sitting in a studio BSing with Steve every day. And when you spend that much time in a very small, confined space working with someone for about two years, you're either going to really love them or really hate them. And luckily for Steve and I, it was the former, not the latter. And... Yeah, it's going to suck that we're not going to have him every week. But like we said, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. We're certainly going to have him on the podcast as much as we can. Work him in from time to time. He's going to be a guest. He'll be a guest co-host. Whatever it is, we're going to figure it out. So this isn't the end of Saruti, but it is the end of Steve with us weekly, which totally sucks. But with that being said... I can't express how pumped I am for Steve's next chapter. I can't wait for him to reveal it and you to find out what he's going to be doing. We already know he's a rock star. This is just going to expose how great he is to that many more people. So trust me, you're going to love it. And he's going to be awesome at it. So enough of that before I pull a freeze pops and start crying on this thing. We love you, Steve. Thank you for everything. This podcast wouldn't be what it is without your curmudgeonly attitude. And we can't wait to talk to you down the line soon. Anyway, let's go to some reviews. If you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts. Search for Small Talk. 
Find it, black box, white writing. Subscribe to it, rate it, preferably five stars. Like this person, teacher in New Jersey. Shout out New Jersey. My mom's from New Jersey. Teacher reviewer, A plus content, five stars. First time reviewer, long time listener. This trio of voices are the voice of a generation for those in their late 20s slash early 30s. They always seem to hit and discuss those questions I constantly ponder while doing mindless tasks like laundry or grading kids' papers. Like last week's discussion on birthdays as an adult. Completely agree with Sarudi's point on birthdays now that I'm 28. I would prefer to be ignored and not cause any attention to myself the day of my birth. I was completely mortified last year when my students sang HBD. This year, I will tell them my birthday is on a Sunday. Thank you for this review. And you know what? Even though I did subscribe to Saruti's birthday mentality, I think after I talked to Sarah Spain last week, she may have shifted me because why not celebrate your birthday? I mean, you should be pumped you're alive, right? Anyway. Before we go, I did want to drop a little news about myself personally. We know that Steve is leaving ESPN and he is on to a new project and there will be some changes happening with me as well on 101 ESPN. So I think this is dropping on a Friday. And if so, today was my last day on the morning show, the Bernie show. I am going to be shifting into a new role and I'm going to be kind of the Jose Okendo secret weapon, super utility player. So I'm going to be in charge of digital content and social media content for the station. You're going to be seeing a lot more of me and you'll be hearing me still, but in different time slots. I'm going to be filling in on the fast lane, which is the afternoon drive show. And then they're going to work me in on different segments, whether it's with Bernie or Anthony or whomever. So you will still hear me, just not with your coffee in the morning. And there's some other cool things that may be in the works. And hopefully we can get that done too. So yeah, just kind of uh, changes all around, if you will. And I've never had Bernie on this podcast because we talk to each other on the radio for three hours a day. And I thought "Mm, a fourth hour may be excessive. But now that I am shifting away from the morning show, I certainly want to get with him and sit down and do a long conversation with him about his career. And I mean, I'm telling you, he has the best stories. (laughs) He's hung out with the craziest people and seen some of the craziest things. So we're gonna have to get that out of him. Yeah, changes all around. Changes with Steve, changes with me. Freeze Pops is going to be on the morning show still with Bernie, but obviously it's a different show. So yeah, big changes happening, but all positive things. So thank you so much for listening. Please don't unsubscribe now that you know you're not going to have Steve every week. We've got some really, really good interviews in the works. We haven't had a lot of athletes on this podcast and that's about to change starting next week. So stay tuned because we've got a good interview on deck for you. And until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.